Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, we become a podcast. John and Ken on demand. You could listen to uh, the entire show all over again and hear what you missed. Well, we got a lot to cover this hour. A story I didn't get to yesterday because we got distracted by something else. That happens a lot. We just get distracted. and Just put a little shiny object in front of Oh, yeah, look over here. Uh, the Office of Food Equity. Oh, Yes. Uh, we have another bureaucratic opening in the county of Los Angeles. Believe it or not, the supervisors were proud to announce the new Office of Food Equity. Unbelievable. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. <clears throat> There's been another, well, sort of twist in the story concerning a man by the name of, uh, well, Samuel Bond Haskell IV, who was charged yesterday with three counts of murder in connection with the disappearance of his wife and his in-laws. Uh, all they seem to have right now is a torso that they believe is probably part of the wife's body. Yeah. If you haven't heard this story, this Tarzana man, who apparently was very mentally unstable and also loved samurai swords and machetes, okay, fill in the rest of that, <clears throat> apparently decided it was time to do in his wife and his in-laws. So what, what made the story incredibly bizarre is that he put the body parts in bags 
And then he hired some day laborers to remove them. Yeah, from his home on November 7th. So they took the bags that weighed about 50 pounds. They stopped about a block away. They knew this wasn't right. They looked inside. They saw some of the dismembered body parts, including a belly button, and drove them back to the house. <laughs> oh. Where he said they were Halloween props. He then put the bags into the back of his Tesla, drove them to Encino, and dumped them. Now, the men didn't end the story there. They said that he was going to pay them $500 to haul away the bags. But when the bags felt soft and soggy, they knew they weren't dealing with rocks, but with meat. So they thought maybe this is meat. But then they looked inside and realized it's people parts. So they did end up at LAPD's Topanga Area Police Station. Now, they don't speak English. So they go to the front desk. And what they're told? Go call 911. (laughs) <laughs> the officer at the desk did not speak Spanish. He couldn't understand the story. So I basically, it sounds like he just sent them away. Um, police <laughs> well, they're chief in, Moore. they're in Topanga. I guess, I guess the demographics are different there. Uh, you would think there'd be somebody in the police station that knows Spanish. Oh, there's plenty of people who do, but, uh, you know, maybe not in Topanga. And I imagine whatever English they knew, it just sounded too wild to this police officer. Yeah, it probably made no sense. Out. They, but, the, the, but yeah, but they'd already returned the bags. Yes, but when See, the they should have taken. Finally, well, but when the police finally went to find the bags, they were already gone. Yeah. So there probably was a short window there for them to get over there before Haskell loaded them all up in his Tesla. Wasn't that environmentally conscious? And took them to a dumpster. Right. To, so to, that could, to that throw out. That could have been the whole family. Yes. Uh, so they're going to do an internal investigation. Police Chief Michael Bendeni Moore said, "My concern is that the the very act right there of having them go outside and call 911 versus summoning a unit via other available channels and ensuring that the people remain there with their cooperation." They did eventually dispatch a police squad to the location, but as we told you, there were no remains there because this guy had already loaded them into his Tesla I, and I mean, taken them away. I just can't believe LAPD fifty percent fifty percent of Los Angeles is Hispanic. 50%. And yes. and they don't have anybody who who speaks Spanish? I mean we've got we've got hundreds of thousands if not millions of people who speak Spanish in LA. They do it at every I, press conference, right? Somebody walks up yes. and does a quick Spanish interpretation. Gascon stops his English to go off in a lengthy Spanish translation even before he's done finishing his statements. They by the way, there's more to this. They ended up at the LAPD station because they first went to a nearby state highway patrol office who told them, just go to LAPD's Topanga station. You know, when somebody walks in there, I don't care what kind of police office you are, and they got a story about possible body parts and trash bags, you'd think that would move quickly to the top of the list. So that's another question. I mean, they, they should have well, had... We don't, we don't, this is not our, you know, our, our jurisdiction. They should have had him draw a picture at least. They it's really weird. You know, I called the 911 this morning. You did? Yeah. I was at the uh, at the park, you know, where we play tennis and work out. And yeah. there was a screaming, crazy lady, old woman, who I'd mm. seen before in the area. She dresses in all black. She looks like a witch, truly. Like she stepped out of uh, some Disney uh, story. 
and she wears a, uh, uh, a scarf on her head, white hair, very pale. She screams with an Eastern European accent. And she's got schizophrenia. She's always motioning and talking to imaginary people. And she screams and yells. And she's standing on the sidewalk right in front of the parking lot at the park. And, and there's mothers afraid to get out of their car because it was 9 o'clock. It was time to take the kids to the playground. And people didn't want to leave their cars because she's screaming. Then another guy walks by her, an older guy with, with white hair. And he start, she starts chasing him. And he starts running away from her. Just screaming and screaming and screaming. So I called 911, and um, they sent uh, they sent to LAPD. Uh, they showed up, I don't know, 20 minutes later. I'd already left, but they called me back. And I said, I know this. I see this lady all the time because she shows up at the local grocery store and screams at people entering the store. For years, she's been doing this. Or she stands at one of the gas stations and screams at people pumping their gas. Or she's standing at the bus stop and she screams at people waiting she's for the not- Yes, yeah, she's likely not screaming at people. She's got the voices in her head that she's arguing with. Yeah, That's yeah. usually what it is. Yeah, but if you if you get in her line of sight, she'll start turn. She'll turn towards you. Oh, she will. Okay. And you can't really understand her. If she looks like she's in her eighties, I don't know what her real age is. She looks very weathered. Isn't this a sign of the times? Because I wasn't going to tell this story because I didn't know it, but it fits perfectly. Four a.m. yesterday morning and six p.m. last night, there was horrible yelling outside my. Uh, apartment my house and uh 4 a.m i didn't look and it was the same kind of like oh crazy person because at first i thought it was a kid that might be drunk because that happens sometimes they wander back into their homes and neighborhoods yeah and i said nah eh. and so i took a look last night and sure enough there he was disheveled uh gray hair a man probably in his 50s near 60 and he was just wailing and yelling and you know they do that thing where they turn quickly like there's something behind them yeah yeah and then he finally got on the sidewalk across the street from me walked down but i saw my neighbors come out on their deck looking like should we call the police what should we do and yeah well i called he wandered off i mean this is stuff that did not happen just a few years ago i know and it's every you day went, now. Well, that park of yours has been weird for years, but not in my neighborhood. <laughs> you live in L.A., so no, no, this wrong. park's pretty good because the guy who who maintains the park he hasn't put up with any nonsense. He he's told me he sees some guy plop down a sleeping bag or a tent, they're gone immediately oh. evicted. And he'll be aggressive. He'll say, "Get out of here! You're not staying here. Out, out!" You know, yeah. you just scare them. Scare it's them. The best away. we can do since this is allowed everywhere and there's no conservatorship. You gotta have expect. Uh, maybe you'll get a good police officer that just does shoot them off. Uh, this lady is so terrifying, though. There, there's something about her, like you, you know, that she's gonna pull a, a knife out from under her her black smock or whatever she's wearing. But WWJD, just... really? WWJD? That was no. a, a radio station. What would Jesus do? Oh, you would walk up and comfort her. Ask her if she needs anything. You go comfort her. Take her into your home and feed her. You you take the knife. Get her a medication. Well, that's what the state ought to do. The state ought to have someone show up and and put they her. Do have the, oh, we have to get to that story later. The outreach workers. The outreach NPR workers. did a story on L.A. outreach workers and what they face when they go out in the field. We will sure. do that story in the 3 o'clock hour because it's, uh, it's very indicative. All right. Uh, we got uh, more coming up. As promised, when we return. We will do the story of the new, very important office for L.A. County residents. It is, ta-da, the Office of Food Equity. All right. Food That's equity. For the, for the food insecure. Those are two of John's words. He hates equity and insecure. Yeah. Well, I get food insecure. You're like, yeah, by the time, you know, the end of the show, 
I'm getting. Oh, is that right? I'm getting. I'm a little food insecure sometimes. No, you should call this office. Uh, Deborah Mark. <laughs> I'm always food insecure yeah, at the be, end of the show. Because you don't eat any food. <laughs> <laughs> Real food. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right. If you remember at the beginning of the pandemic and we were all shut down and everything is about finding masks and hand sanitizer, what was going on with some of the schools, particularly LA Unified? Well, besides the fact that they were shut down and the kids suffered incredible learning loss, they were handing out food. Do you remember that? Yes. There were long lines of cars to be able to get the food. Even though you couldn't come to school and make sure everybody's fed, I think it got up to three meals a day. I think they still yeah. do it. Well, and you know the, what the bogus thing about that is? It's not because those people didn't have food at home. They were hungry. It's because you were giving out free food. That's exactly. why. You come for something that's free, particularly if it's food and it's easy. You just drive up in your car and they stick a box in your trunk and off you go. If 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 Ken and I went out on the sidewalk and said, hey, everybody come. We have free donuts. Do you know how many people would show up here? We'd get thousands of people at the station for free donuts. Not because they were hungry or they needed a donut. It's because it was free. No. Yeah. It, 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 it was crazy to get free bumper stickers when we appeared at the... What do you got for free? A pen? Anything? Yeah, T-shirts, uh, decals. I'm... So, apparently, now this is a little hard to believe. One million county households are food insecure? That's nonsense. Up from 553,000 just two years ago. Really? How could that be? Really? Two years into a huge economic recovery? Do you know the unemployment rate is at a record low across the country. And, but and, don't you always say to that it's people gave up looking so they're not in the numbers, right? They're not looking for work Well, anymore. if you gave up looking, you don't deserve to eat. <laughs> you can't give up looking and then go, like, oh, I'm food insecure. They no, discouraged. you're not. You are, you are a, a lazy bum is what you are. There are a billion free food programs already from the state, from the county. Yet here we go. They have decided... The Board of Supervisors, that collection of five idiots, has established an L.A. County Office of Food Equity. So there you go. More bureaucracy food has equity? been created in the county. And so everybody's supposed to eat the same amount of food? Now, when 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 fat people show up, uh, uh, it's, mm. I think it's... An, they don't look food insecure, yeah, is that what you say to them? Yeah, that's exactly right. If you're food insecure, you ought to show up emaciated. You ought to look like you, you've got anorexia, all right? If you're food insecure, but you know, they're going to be waddling up with their big bellies jiggling and jaggling around like Santa. Yeah. And they're going to be going, oh, I'm food insecure. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so. Looks so like they, you're very secure. They call some of the areas and these are probably not places you'll often visit Antelope Valley, East Los Angeles, Southeast L.A. Uh, and South L.A. They're fresh food deserts. So they want to use money from this new department to create more farmers markets Food co-ops and urban farms. Urban farms? So I don't understand. They're going to set up like a, a so, row of lettuce in the middle of a I, I, urban neighborhood. Urban and, farm. Boy, is that a, is that a complete waste of time? <laughs> How are you going to... Those are densely populated areas. And let's you, be honest. Looking at this. Here's a guy. He's growing greens, lettuces, chilies, eggplants, oh. onions. This is Deborah Mark food. <laughs> a lot of the people that are food insecure that live in the neighborhoods I described, uh, they prefer fast food. Yeah, this is a <laughs> McDonald's crowd. Yeah, they're not they're not gonna be lining up for you to hand them out lettuce. I, <laughs> this is really Nobody. And, and they get away with this. They announce these things, they hire people, 
and well, you find that it's wh- just another industrial spending complex. Well, why do you, well, who do you think owns these uh, food suppliers or these nonprofits who build the urban farms? It is politically connected friends and relatives of uh, the county supervisors, for example. I'm sure Janice Hahn is is connected to a lot of these uh, organizations that got contracts to uh, plant urban farms. It, it, it's just corruption. That's all it is. And they try to cover themselves. It's like, well, we've got a million food insecure people. No, you do not. Where, here's where, the- where, where are they? they we, we would have millions of deaths in the streets by now. Here is, uh, this is great, uh, what I call uh, babble, uh, techno babble jargon from uh, these insiders. Cindy Kennard, she was co-chair of the Food Equity Roundtable Group. That's total BS. Here's her quote. There was no central coordination point addressing food insecurity in our communities. To have a coordination point in our region, we'll, we'll stay laser focused on this and it'll make all the difference in the world. Well, well, why is it so complicated? Coordinate. I always like to say that. There's been no, I heard this about the homeless thing too. We need to coordinate. They always say that. It's a way of just punting and kicking the can down the road. Because We're going to spend more money to coordinate. Purpose is to give tax money to their friends. That's the purpose. To, so so they could coordinate among all their friends who have these bogus, fake... And how long have we heard this? Uh, many parts of the county don't have adequate grocery stores. I can remember talking about this 20 years ago. Remember they tried they, to ban so, the opening of new fast food restaurants well, in some sh- of the neighborhoods of L.A.? Sh- shouldn't people be dead by now, then? If they've got 20 <laughs> years without a grocery store, aren't they dead? How hard is it to find a grocery store and then bring food home and cook it? Why can't and, they cook their own food? I don't understand this. This is total nonsense. This is not going on. We do not have uh, a hundred five. What is this? What did they say? One million households that okay. are food insecure. A million, 10 million people in the county. Right. So we've got so how many? So how many are in a household? A couple. So I, I, yeah, at least two, three million people are hungry. That's well, not true. So that's probably twenty or thirty percent of the county. Right. Yeah. That that is completely false, made up, fake nonsense. It's, an, it's a cover excuse for all these fake, phony nonprofits who are all in bed with these county supervisors. This is just blatant, in-your-face, F you to, to the taxpayer corruption. And by the uh, way, if you guys were handing out free avocado toast, you'd have thousands of people lining up. Just, just saying. We wouldn't even have three people. You would. No, we would. Donuts. Yes, you would. No, I, avocado toast. Avocado. Try it one day. My donut shop will get way more business than your avocado toast shop i'm just saying you're gonna i didn't say maybe more than the donut lovers no, we, but i said thousands of people you they, do know that's considered white privileged food I, you really shouldn't be talking <laughs> but i don't understand that it's a west sider treat okay it's bread with it's avocado. expensive i've seen it at some restaurant they're like 15 dollars yeah, because it's because they add all kinds of yummy things on it but privileged yeah. food <laughs> that's you that's me <laughs> Avocado toast. John just eats a cheap burger. That's it. That's it. My, All right. We'll my, be right back. Johnny's not so cheap anymore. AM 640 live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're li- Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. And we're on the radio from one until four. Then after four o'clock, the radio show becomes a podcast. John and Ken on demand. So you can listen to everything you missed. And please leave us a message for the Moist line using the app or call the toll free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We have a writer for the Wall Street Journal by the name of Joanna Stern, who did a story that's headlined... I visited over 120 EV chargers, three reasons why so many are broken. She is in L.A. doing this. This is all L.A. County. Our columnist Los Angeles power struggle featured out-of-order signs, payment errors, and connection problems. (laughs) Over the course of 48 hours with a few naps or bathroom breaks, Joanna Stern examined more than 120 non-Tesla EV fast charging stalls across Los Angeles, battling out of order signs, payment issues, and quote, bad handshakes. Let's see what that means. Bad anyway. handshakes, yeah. Uh, they, uh, it says LA County has more public fast chargers than any other in the country. From the beach in Santa Monica, parking garages under Rodeo Drive, she and uh, her video producer visited 30 non Tesla fast charging stations. And he, she ran into problems at 13 of them. That's over 40% of 
of the fast charging stations that was a problem. Right. Uh, Some of them are simply out of order. Uh, They had signs on the screen that says charger unavailable or out of service. These are ones like EVgo, Electrify America, and something called EVCS. Uh, Of the 126 stalls I inspected, yeah, 27% were out of order. They had a sign or a dead screen or an error reading charger unavailable or out of service. And these are just the fast charging stations? Uh, Most of them are slow charging. Yeah, that's the ones I see. I don't see. Do they say it on it that they're fast charging? I never really look. I go drive past these, but I never really. I've never looked. But most of them are slow charging. So you got to sit there for two hours. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to sit there for two hours. All the companies told me they have network operators monitoring the chargers 24-7. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) When a problem pops up, they deploy technicians to assess and fix the issue. So what was wrong with these particular machines? It could be one of many things. A broken part, a power issue, a defective connector. See, monitoring just means you're looking at a screen and you say, oh, yeah, that's disconnected. That doesn't work. Monitoring means you're just looking. But now if you've got to send a guy out to fix it and he needs the part. Oh, the part's not in stock. we got to order the part. It's going to be here in two weeks. (laughs) Oh, it's defective connector? Well, we've got to take it back to the shop and uh, diagnose what the problem is. Electrify America only rolled out five years ago. They're already replacing most of their original fast chargers. She said at the Chinatown Bank of America parking lot, it was like coming down the stairs on Christmas morning. Three new chargers, still in plastic wrap. Hmm. EVgo apparently isn't just as busy. They told her we're in the process of upgrading and decommissioning or replacing stalls. Here's This was my favorite in the whole story. She went to an EVgo in Culver City. She repeatedly tried the credit card reader, used several different cards. Every time, the system demanded cash only, cash only. There's no money slot to put the cash. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of the device, and I don't see any place to put cash. So cash. It says Visa, MasterCard, and you can tap, but no, there's no place to put a bill. you got to have a lot of cash on you. And then if you do, there's no slot for it. But the screen still flashes cash only. I mean, what the, what, what's wrong with people? 10% of the working stalls uh, at, at this site had uh, payment issues. You swipe your card, it says error. Put in the cheap reader, chip reader, it says error. Try another card, error, 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 error. <laughs> Why do these machines hate credit cards, she writes. Well, according to one of the officers at the company, the, the listen to this. The makers of the charging hardware and the credit card reader machines are often different. So they don't integrate with each other. So you got a company that makes the charger, you got another company that makes the credit card machine, and they don't talk to each other. Well, what's the point of that? And then the one I mentioned that puzzled me the handshake failure. You find a stall that works, you beat the payment button, the car and the charger, though, don't want to connect. I experienced this so-called handshake problem at a handful of stations. They just did not match up. So the car... the charger into the car and nothing happens. The car doesn't talk to the charger. The charger doesn't talk to the credit card payment box. Nobody's talking to anybody. If there's a timeout before things align, you have to unplug and start over. What's the point of this entire industry? It's still in its infancy would be my response. (laughs) I'm telling you, Tesla got ahead of the game. You notice she didn't use the Tesla. In 2024, Tesla will start allowing Rivian, Ford, GM, and other car models to charge. 
I thought I read, though, it's only going to be the new car models. You can't well, go up there with an older Rivian. I don't know. Well, I could be wrong. Well, some of the charging company executives think that the Tesla, Tesla network is going to have trouble supporting all the different EV oh, models. It is. it is. Yeah. And uh, there's already people that have to wait behind other Teslas to get their charge. And now they have to wait behind all these other cars. Yeah. Because Tesla is, they call it a walled garden. In business terms, like Apple is like that as well, right? With Apple, you can only use Apple products. Yes. And it, and it does, it's not designed to use outside products. You're supposed to stay in Apple. Same thing with Tesla. It's designed to use Tesla-centric uh, uh, products. Right, but they're gonna they're allowing these other car companies to come in there and use their chargers. Is it so going to work, be, though? They'll, well, they'll be outfitted so that they do have a good handshake, but that's the theory, I well. think. Because that's why I thought it was the new models, the 2024 Rivian, because that way it can be made sure it's it'll connect to the Tesla charger. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you have an older model, I don't know whether or not they give you a piece of equipment that'll retrofit to you can plug into the Tesla charger. I'm not sure. But uh, this is the reality that's out there and why so many people just say, screw it. Oh, I'm not going to get an electric car because this is a hassle. No, and we didn't even talk about it. I mean, I don't know how long the fast charger takes. I wonder the, these fast chargers. Uh, I know people with Teslas and you can get that thing back up in 30 minutes. That seems like a long time for people who use gas, but that does seem that's like better than time. hours and overnight. Right. <laughs> I've never had 30 minutes to pump gas. Yeah. You have to go do something. No. Take a walk out of a store. If, if, if the legislature does not uh, pull back on their, Oh, electric right. car mandate. This it's really going to be chaotic. People are simply not going to buy electric cars. They won't. I mean, we're they, they, everyone's going to drive their clunkers for twenty five years. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. Yeah, a mother is suing the Baldwin Park Unified School District after she says a school security guard watched along with other students while her daughter was violently beaten by another girl in the school bathroom. This is Baldwin Park High School. Joining us after three o'clock. Her attorney, Brian Claypool, returns to the John and Ken show with this story. So be listening right after three o'clock for uh, his take on that. Well, there's another one of these books out. It's a great name. Controlagarchs. Controlagarchs. Hit bookshelves yesterday and examines billionaires like Bill Gates and how their wealth controls the levers of power that dominate the everyday life of the average Americans. The author is an investigative journalist by the name of Seamus Bruner, uh, who did some findings that led to congressional investigations into the Clinton and Biden families. Anyway, the one thing that we're going to focus on here that's coming out of the book is something I've noticed over the past couple of years. Bill Gates has bought up a lot of American farmland. Now, why would Bill Gates be buying up American farmland? That doesn't seem like a sensible, futuristic type investment for a guy who, you know, made all his money in a company like uh, Microsoft. So why is he? Well, he's investing in synthetic dairy and lab-grown meats. And it's because he wants to save the planet, John Cobelt, from meat eaters like you. So he wants to gobble up all the land that would be used for cattle grazing? Yes, and instead, oh. turn it into synthetic dairy and lab-grown meats. So, oh, synthetic meats! I'm going to have a synthetic burgers because Bill Gates says so. Um, you know, they might be tasty. I think we should be looking into how many trips he uh, took to visit Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an interesting investigation? Well, exactly that would take him down was, if that turned out to be something. Yeah, exactly. What was the relationship there? I mean, it certainly got his wife upset. 
So the way he writes it here, uh, Bruner says, well, there's an interview. First, it was patented seeds and patented fertilizers, but now they're patenting meat alternatives. Ew. Banning cattle would grant effective monopolies to the alternative protein companies and benefit investors like Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, and even BlackRock, which you may have heard of. It's a, oh, a gigantic bantic. investment company. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So fake meats are about controlling the fake. food market, not solving, not saving the planet, oh according God. to Bruner. What a, what a horrible future. Well, yeah. I, fake meats, fake food. Yeah. And I know they're trying to do lab grown meat, which. Yeah, is, do they it, just use the cells. Been hearing about this crap for decades. Of the dairy of the of the meat cattle, yeah. they use the cells and they create the uh, meat that way in a lab. They haven't invented anything that tastes good, nor have they invented anything that scales so a company could make a profit. And there's never a market for any of this stuff. Now the the, the fake burgers that were hot a few years ago, those companies are dying now. They're dying. Right. Gates yeah. has spent over a billion dollars on farm acquisitions. A billion dollars. Uh, he has to be stopped. And now they think that they'll probably go after the companies like Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. Those are the ones because they've received more than two dozen patents for their fake meat and fake dairy products. Well, and have more than 100 patents pending. That's uh, great to have a patent for something that uh, tastes terrible. They, yeah, that really Here. faded away. We've yeah. talked about that numerous times. Here. And I, that we, became a big deal for a while. Remember all the fast food places were... Oh I, oh, I know that. It, it's Pushing the, that stuff. Another one of these stupid... Now I understand they're not selling too many of them. Life in this culture the last few years has been one idiotic, overhyped craze after another. I, I mean, it's just relentless. And it's all about left-wing, woke, scolding, climate change nonsense, right? From from the electric car revolution, except there's no charging stations that work, to, to, to bad-tasting uh, fake burgers in order to save the planet from cow farts. I mean, it's just... Well, These are great a... quotes from Bruner. This is the author of the book. It should come as no surprise that while the peasants are expected to eat fermented fungi, lab-grown meats, and maggot milkshakes, the controlligarchs with their private chefs have no intention of doing the same. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett famously love eating beef burgers and steaks when Gates visits its mentor in Omaha. And Mark Zuckerberg likes smoking beef brisket and grilling pork ribs from real cows and pigs, and says, saying. meat tastes doubly better when you hunt an animal for yourself. Uh. <laughs> that woke up the you, vegan. You were quiet I was for a up. long time. I was, I was quiet. I was just letting you guys do your thing and didn't want to interrupt, but that. Well, these mm. phonies don't really mean it because Bill Gates supposedly goes to McDonald's every day for lunch. He's about, and I've heard that he does enjoy but, a good steak. That's what one of his associates Isn't said. that like the phony climate change people like John Kerry or Leonardo DiCaprio? Constantly scolding, constantly going to uh, world summits. DiCaprio makes stupid documentaries. It's all about us getting out of our cars. and But they fly private planes every day, it seems. It does. Every day. DiCaprio because they're more important to you. They have places to be. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. It's about control and telling other people what to do. One day, the world is going to wake up and realize all these issues are phony. They're just vehicles for these, uh, these controlligarchs to tell you what to do. Because you know what? Once you've made a lot of money, I was reading this the other day about why do billionaires at a certain point, they get involved in like wacky things. They, they, you know, they start buying newspapers or Gates is buying up uh, cow pasture land. And, and what they wrote is they get bored. 
You know, sometimes they run for office. It's like they've achieved any reasonable goals that any normal person would have. And after a while, you're just repeating yourself. You're just piling up more money. And, and But you're not, you don't feel like there's a purpose anymore. So now it's like, oh, can I control the world? Can I tell everybody else what to do? Can I truly be an emperor then? That's what it is. All right, uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, that was admirable restraint. I was. You, I, almost, I just, you almost made it through the whole segment. I almost did. Uh, Deborah Mark, live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.